1: This week's episode of the Fade Route with DNZIMD. And we got a great show for you tonight. A few rookie quarterbacks get their first wins as starters. We discuss if Herbert has eclipsed Mahomes and we preview the NL wildcard round. But we begin today's show with the $300 million man, Garrett Cole. Two innings in a non bullpen game where the Yankees lose. Is this what the Yankees thought they were getting? Now and forever, a Yankee? What's up, Z? How's it going?
0: What's going on, brother? Oh, you could not have gotten a worse return on your investment if you're the New York Yankees than last night. The only possible thing that would be worse is if he didn't make it out of the first inning. But two innings pitched giving up bombs to Xander Bogarts and Kyle Schwarber, did not look comfortable the entire time. For those of us that are familiar with his oeuvre, it looked like peak Yankee Roger Clemens, where he just could not stay out of his own way. Coupled with the fact that That lineup that Aaron Boone had put together was just, it was brutal. From six through nine in that order, you're looking at Gardner or Shella, Higashioka, just not great at all. Yeah, just uh, exactly. It's just, what else can you say? You know, there are a lot of major changes to be had. Ultimately, it's going to fall on Garrett Cole because it was the most spectacular of the failures. Um, you look at Giancarlo Stanton, he's hitting bombs all over the field. But, you know, singles to, to right, to singles to singles left, I should say, off the monster. I was out with my girl yesterday. We were at the Rambling House. A little plug for you at the... And that first inning, Stanton hits that bomb. Everybody's up. Yeah, this is awesome. And then it hits off the wall. It hits right off the monster. And that air just came right out of the building. And even before Cole threw a pitch, like defeat was in the air.
1: I mean, there's a bunch of things to touch on here, right? I mean, first of all, it's an odd lineup. I mean, his Very. four his four through nine hitters were one for 17 going into the last three innings. Uh, you have Rizzo, Judge, Stanton, Gallo, Torres. I mean, what are you playing MLB the Show? <laughs> there's no There's no JD Martinez on the white. You know, he, he he couldn't he didn't play yesterday. So you were already in position where, okay, on paper, we should win this game. They, the Red Sox weren't even supposed to be there. I mean and you could tell and you know Buster only kind of reported this morning that you could tell in the first inning Garrett Cole didn't have it. He's like no. you he, he had been to a, enough playoff games where you see Pedro Martinez, you see Eddie Pennant, you see Roger Clemens You see her chilling and you're like, oh man, they're on tonight. They're going six, seven, you know, they're not going to be stopped. And Evaldi wasn't throwing anything special. He's pounding, he's pounding fastballs in there, which is why Stanton uncorked pretty much three home runs. I mean, he was batting, I think he's batting 400 in Fenway Park this year. Something, some absurd number like that. Um, It's just like, what, what were you thinking? Like, this was not the game to say, hey, let's try something new tonight. <laughs> we're going to shake things up.
0: <laughs> you mean like David Garcia and then following up with j Hat? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. Like, what, like, for, what were you
0: – like, For the fans of the show, that's a callback. That is a major callback.
1: So, I mean, there's a couple of things that I was thinking. It's just like, you know, in the past, right, if let's say El Duque was on the mound or Roger Clemens was on the mound, older Roger Clemens, not the, I mean, you know, younger Roger Clemens. And they didn't have it early. They'd figure it out. You figure out how to get people out. It's like, okay, I'm, my, I'm spraying my fastball everywhere. I'm going to break and ball them to death. Or I'm going to throw my change up. I'm going to hit my spots. This guy, Garrett Cole, has one game plan. And if they can't do it his way, it, it, it seems like it goes awry. I mean, I don't think Yankee fans are going to forget this or let him live this down. This is one of those... I mean, I think if I'm... I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that the Yankees have lost the last three playoff games to the Red Sox or have been eliminated the last three times they played the Red Sox in the playoffs. And that's just unacceptable for a Yankee fan. That's unac- and. A lot of people are trying to get on Phil Nevin for sending for sending Aaron Judge on the ball off the wall. It's like, guys, hold up, stop a minute because number one, Phil Nevin's been aggressive all year. The mm-hmm. Yankees led the league or were tied in the league for 22 people thrown at at home plate. Okay, so stop that nonsense. Next thing was, it's like, okay, yeah, Joey Gallo is up next, and God knows what's gonna happen after that. So yeah, I'm sending Aaron. I'm sending Aaron Judge. It's gonna take a perfect re- relay to get him out. Kiki Hernandez is the center fielder. Xander Bogarts is... Draw. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw it. I'm going to And you know what? We have enough talent on this team to get back in the game, even if this doesn't work out. So um, I'm with Phil Nevin on his call. Be aggressive. You're playing on the road. You're a better team. I, I'm with him on that one.
0: All of... All of the controversy regarding the the Aaron Judge send was because it was Aaron Judge. Because he's slow. Let's be real here. Like, it's a... It's an aggressive play. Nevin is aggressive, like you said. It's a perfect storm for a second guess. It definitely is a perfect storm for a second guess. But that is not the only play that dictated the game so i get that is the most high profile of the uh, performances after gary cole shit the bed but it's gonna fall squarely it's gonna fall squarely on mr cole because this is what they brought him in for he was supposed to be that guy when you pay 300 and some million dollars Perfect example. The Yankees didn't sign to this contract, but Giancarlo Stanton's getting paid a boatload of money. He showed up tonight. He came, to so play. he came to play. And kudos to Giancarlo Stanton. He showed up and he, he ex he exorcised some demons.
1: Not only that, but look, I mean, Garrett Cole's first the the homer the first home run he gave up was to. Xander Bogart, who hadn't yeah. who hadn't had an extra base hit in his last eleven games, was batting one sixty seven or one sixty eight in his last ten games. Yeah. And you throw him a you throw him a hunky change up like right over the middle of the plate. He laced it. His eyes lit up.
0: That's the 50 problem. Fifty
1: pitches, two innings. Come on, dude.
0: Come Meatballs. On, he was throw. He was throwing.
1: You got to figure that, it
0: out. That that's the problem. He couldn't find it and body language wise the eyes you knew something was off and a lot of the times it's very reminiscent of mike messina mike messina deviate from his game plan as well and he kind of took on that persona of if it's not just right or even like steven strasberg like if it's not just right that delicate hothouse flower it's going to be a long night and it well, was a long night in Boston yeah. for the Yankees.
1: And now, and now Boston moves on to face the Rays. Uh, I'm not sure anyone in the American League can really uh, compete with the Rays right now. Uh, but, you know, this leaves the door open. I mean, um, Boston could catch fire. They could beat the Rays. Uh, White Sox hurt. Astros are not the same team they were a few years ago. I mean, any anything can happen here, right? Anything can happen in the American League.
0: No, absolutely. Um, the other thing that Alex Cora did that Aaron Boone could not do is that he saved his best pitcher. Right, Cole is the was the only choice, and we went over this. Let's give some credit to Nathan Abalde. He yeah. stepped up big time. You know, that way he went. He said, "Skip, you can you can keep." I got this, and yeah. he he delivered the goods. So,
1: but if you're the he, Yankees, that's the guy you wanted to face. You wanted to face. You didn't want to face Chris Sale.
0: You no, you didn't to want to face, face Ivaldi.
1: You want to face a fastball throwing Evaldi. He didn't throw anything crazy last night. He just hit all his spots, and that's why Stanton was teeing off because like yo, you can throw me fastballs. I'm gonna bomb you all day long. That's why Rizzo took him deep. He didn't, I mean, he, he wasn't wowing anybody. You know what he is, and he knows what he is, and he's like, all right, I'm just going to go out there and do it. Like, But, what he, was his, but he was hitting his spots where Cole was spraying right. it. And the other thing I want to say is, is
0: He was know, aggressive about, in the strike zone.
1: Yeah, and how about Aaron Judge really being the Yankee leader? You know, I didn't realize, I didn't realize how much he was loved by the fans and teammates. They're going to need to resign him, and they're going to have to give mm. him the captaincy when they do. You know, the Yankees got a lot of decisions to make this off season. Uh, they got to figure out what you're going to do with Gary Sanchez. They got to figure out is, is are we going to keep Anthony Rizzo at first base? We labor Torres has got to play second. That means we got to go get a shortstop. I like the kid Velasquez from Mars park, but he, he can't really, he can't really stay there or Ur- Ur- He's going to have to stay. So I don't know about that. Unless they have a universal DH Stan's not going anywhere. And I don't know if you really want to send Stan anywhere. Right. I mean, he, he proved this year that, listen, if you don't play me every day, I can I can last the whole season. And you know what? In the postseason in October, I'm built for this. I come to play. The Aaron Hicks situation is awful. Brett Gardner, after the game, thinking he's coming back. Are you high? Are you high? Like, you you, you barely belong in this league.
0: Joey yeah, Gallo but you know had- what? But, but here's the thing. The presence of Aaron Hicks gives Brett Gardner job security. Because you're not gonna play, you're not gonna play Aaron Judge, 162 in center field. You can no. get by with Aaron Judge for like 30 games. Yeah, not 162.
1: And then Joe, Joey Gallo's got to stay. So I mean, whatever, just shit show. But you know, we move on to the National League Series: Dodgers versus St. Louis. Um, Scherzer touched up already, surprisingly, but he's still dealing. Wainwright versus Scherzer, you know, who you got, who you got tonight? Who you got uh, in the wild
0: card round? This is a fantastic game for a multiple of reasons, right? Multitude of reasons. You have the all-star at every position, Dodgers. They're throwing Max Scherzer out there. And, you know, it's going to be like the big glossy acquisition, Like right? Basically, it's going to be what Cole should have been. And for the Cardinals, at this point in his career, Adam Wainwright is no longer the superstar. Adam Wainwright is kind of the journeyman, veteran presence that's there to guide the shit, to kind of be the rudder. But this is going to be a fantastic game tonight. It's already 1-0 St. Louis. You can't help but feel... Like that little bit of momentum is going to be on St. Louis's side, but it's hard to it's hard logically to think that the embarrassment of riches the Dodgers have won't win out in the end. It's very difficult, for me, especially coming off of last night's game, where we were going back and forth. Right? What did I say? Like. I said the Yankees going to win, even though Cole was going to have a 13-11, like, I think. I, I called 13-11. I was way off. Full but full score. I'm looking. Well, you know, I was expecting Cole to be done a little bit deeper into the game by t- giving up five runs. I was off by a little bit. But compared to the Dodgers, ah, they have the pedigree that the Yankees do not have right now. And you expect them to win out in this game.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think if they were pitching anyone other than Scherzer tonight, I would probably take the Cardinals. But the fact that they're putting Scherzer out there, to me, he's my Cy Young Award winner. Um, I think the Dodgers will take it. However, I don't think the Dodgers are going to be able to beat the Giants in the next round. No Muncy, no Kershaw. Bellinger is just awful. And the Giants have been crushing people all year long, so... Um, I, I have I don't have the Dodgers getting getting much further even if they win tonight. And then it, when it comes to the, the other side, the Brewers will battle the Braves. I think the Braves can get by everyone but the Dodgers. So I think I think it'll be a good series with the Brewers. But I expect the Braves to move on without Soroka, and Acuna. Um, I just I just and it's not because I'm a Braves fan. I just I just think they they can they can beat them. They can beat the Brewers
0: that's true you've been um i've been more bullish on the braves than you've been this year so that's that's surprising as the met fan uh, the met fan was more bullish on the on the uh the braves but you know get in all you need to do is get in and get hot that's that's all that needs to happen get hot, and get hot. that's all you got to do and any one of these teams would it surprise me if they were in the world series not at all especially with the cardinals The addition of Arenado, this is exactly what they brought him in for to get to this moment. As far as the Brewers go, they have impressed this year. Woodruff, Burns, Hayter, Peralta, they've got some arms. didn't think much of them at the beginning of the year, but they've definitely outkicked their coverage in that regard. Could they ride those arms to the World Series? Possibly. Could You know, anything is possible. This this feels very wide open, especially now that with the rise of the Giants from out of nowhere. Like we, I mean, I know I remember I picked them third place. So this was supposed to be San Diego, and it, it makes you wonder. Like it really makes you wonder how far the Giants can go and how, you know. How good Gabe Kapler can manage in the playoffs and we're going to see what he can do, but I definitely think that all these series are going long. They're not, I I don't see any sweeps at all. These are all competitive in both on both sides of the bracket. Very competitive.
1: Yeah, it'll, it'll be, it'll be, uh, it'll be a good playoff series. Uh, I'm sure Major League Baseball just does not want <laughs> the Brewers and the Rays to meet in the in the World Series. But yeah, the Willie uh, the Willie Adama
0: series? You know you don't think uh you don't think they wanna see that? You don't think Rob Manford wants that?
1: No, I don't think Rob Man I think it's keeping him up leaded.
0: Your favorite podcast has its own merch line now. Go to teespring.com, type The Fade Store into the search bar and have access to our sweatshirts, t-shirts, long-sleeve shirts, tank tops, and much more on the way. That's teespring.com. Type in The Fade Store at the search bar and show your boys some love. Rep the Fade Route brand only at The Fade Store, only on teespring.com.
1: But another competitive uh, game that happened over the weekend was Brady's return home, his homecoming. Uh, The Patriots uh, barely edge. Oh, actually, the Patriots lost to the Buccaneers and Tom Brady. And after the game, Belichick and Brady talked for 20 minutes. Belichick walked himself over to the Tampa Bay locker room. He arranged a meeting with Brady, where they spoke for 20 minutes. You know, what did you think of the game? What do you think Belichick and Brady shared post game?
0: Well, overall, I thought is exactly what it felt like every New England Patriots game, but on both sides, so. Matthew Judon was all over the field, making great defensive plays. And Mac Jones more than held his own against Tom Brady. But if you look at the numbers, Mac Jones actually threw for more yards, had more touchdowns, threw for more picks. But you could argue that he did outplay Tom Brady statistically. But typical in typical vintage new england patriot fashion it came down to goal at the end of the game and in this in the rain exactly but this in this case the worm turned and the the kick missed unfortunately but that's that's the game that you were hoping for when you circled the the game on the schedule as far as what they were talking about I got it. I can't help but think that these two guys are savvy enough that they were playing this up. Like right? they, they've the hatchet has long since been buried and they get that this is, you know, just a little bit of media hype. You're just gonna throw a little bit more, you know, uh, just gonna put a little more eyeballs, a little more juice on this thing. And it wouldn't surprise me if they just sat back and you know, cracked open avocado tequila and started laughing at for 20 minutes straight about how they duped everybody into thinking that they actually hate each other
1: think they really hate, I don't think, you know, I don't think anybody really hate each other, but as far as way overblown, way overblown. I I, I thought the game was good, I mean, we talked and I really thought that it was going to be a blowout, I don't know if weather or emotions played into it at all, but it was a close and compelling game the whole way through, I think, the The conversation after the game probably started off talking about family and his, his, you know, and Tom adapting to Tampa. And then I think they discussed camp and then I think they, they discussed the new offense and the defense. And I think Brady was honest with Bill with what he saw in his guys. You know, I don't think Bill said anything like he missed Brady or that he no. apologized for everything or anything like that. I do think they discussed the game plan. They're football guys, they're exes and O's guys. I think they talked about Mac Jones, and I thought Mac Jones played really well. He put his team in position to win. Um, AB and Evans came to play and played well and i think the Pat, the pats have been finding out every week that they got the right guy at quarterback and that they can compete i mean he's just gonna keep getting better he, he managed the game very well he was very brady-esque brady 2.0 or you know brady from you know 2002 to 2003 but i, I think they're in a good
0: position they absolutely are Compared to some of the other rookie quarterbacks we've seen out there and what we saw last year from Cam Newton compared to what we're seeing from Mac Jones now, light years. There's a light years worth of difference. And this is the reason why we both thought that this was a huge get by the Patriots and a huge mistake that the other teams made letting Mac Jones get that far to them. He's an apt and you put him with a mastermind like Josh McDaniels and you're setting up the next dynasty of the Patriots from here on it. So it's one of those things that I'm sure that Brady, you know, Brady definitely felt some resentment. There's no doubt in my mind. You're going to tell me that, you know, they've been trying to replace him for years, just like everybody else in the, the uh, New England machine. It's that kind of system where no one is bigger than the team. And at some better, point
1: he, – he, He's just in a better situation. That's why I don't really think he really cares about it. It's like whatever. Like I'm throwing to like four stud receivers and I got my favorite tight end and Cameron braids really well too. Like I don't care. Like I really believe that he's not, he's not of the mindset of – Or he's upset or he's disgruntled
0: or anything like that. No, he's results-oriented, but also your job is to sell tickets, right? Your job is to to sell this stuff, to juice the rivalry. Otherwise, you're not going to tune in, right? So is there an element of that to this? I firmly believe that there is because that little extra bit of juice is going to get those casuals to watch. And then maybe, just maybe... They may have something going. But as far as, you know, as far as what went on after the game, like, just kudos and, yeah, on to Cincinnati. You know you know how Bill Belichick is at the end of the day. It's just like, they, it wouldn't surprise me if they broken down film together like you said.
1: Are you in need of air care, maintenance, or service? I have the company for you. Air care technicians. They service the Westchester and Northern Bronx area and can help you with all your heating and cooling, maintenance, and service needs. Just give them a call at 914-315-1547. Again, that's 914-315-1547. Or shoot them an email at Technicians at gmail.com. These guys are the real deal as they are veteran-owned, licensed, and insured. Make sure to tell them that D&Z sent you. In the rest of the league, we had uh, rookie quarterbacks picking up their first wins as starters. uh, Fields and Wilson, Uh, the Bears won their game. The New York Jets surprisingly beat the Tennessee Titans. Oh, my God. Uh, Is this more to come, or is this the small peak before the valley of the rest of the season for these two guys?
0: Now, to be fair to the Titans, they were down their top two receivers, so <laughs> let's you know let, let, let's be real about that. But um, I think that going over the schedules and based on what I saw, you got so you got a few wins come in the way of the New York Jets. That defense plays, and if Zach Wilson can play as well as he did, and just Not do too much, not do too little, just stay in your lane. If he can do that, I'm looking at that schedule moving forward, they could potentially pull off five or six more wins. Possibly. Just just on the strength of that defense. Just on the strength of the defense. Um, As far as New England goes, Mac Jones, you're looking at, you know, as far as that goes. That's going to be, you know, the schedule's going to be some hard sledding. They could possibly pull off, like, two or three more, you know, three or four more wins. It's going to, you know, they're going to be competitive. So, they're not like, the drizzling shits of the division. Jacksonville, now you're starting to get into some tough sledding. And we're going to talk more about Jacksonville later on. But I'm not going to, I'm not here to heap mounds of crap on top of Jacksonville, but... It does not look good. It definitely does not look good. And that leaves us lastly with the the new QB1 in Chicago with Mr. Fields. He's got some tough sledding. Like I'm looking at these. like two To me, I see two short sure things on that schedule. The rest, competitive, either competitive losses, competitive wins, or outright blowouts and stinkers.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I really thought the Bears were going to lose to the Lions this weekend. I thought Matt Nagy was going to get fired. Um, <laughs> but uh, I found I found out that he, Matt Nagy turned over play calling duties to Bill Lazor. So Laser. the Bears won because Matt Nagy fired himself again. Okay.
0: So, again.
1: So kudos to him for that. Then he talks... Then, at the end of the game, they, during the press conference, he takes all the credit for the win. Like, dude, this guy is such a clown. I actually think the, uh, the Bears showed over the weekend that they could win despite him. In spite of him, they win games. The Jets beat a bad Titans team. They also have a chance to beat a bad Falcons team in London this weekend because they're returning that european series for god
0: knows what reason we're really sending the best and the brightest man you got this weekend you're looking at falcons jets and the week after that you're looking at jaguars dolphins i'm sorry london i'm sorry they're really peaking the
1: interest over there oh yeah we really want to see this every weekend (laughs) so this was a this was a peak this was a peak amongst more valleys to come for sure but um you know at least they're not gonna go at least the Jets aren't going to go winless. That's all I'll say there.
0: That's true, and you know what? They played him tough. They, they, they you, you got to give some Stop. credit to the defense. Stop. Hey, they put, they did, Stop. they did, Stop. they did. Derrick Henry them. still had
1: over 124 yards rushing. He was still a man with children around him.
0: Even so, they still managed to squeak out the win. They went to
1: overtime.
0: <laughs> the team yeah. didn't even
1: have their two best receivers, and they went to overtime.
0: That is it's more. A a it should have been a layup for the Titans. It should have <laughs> been even with their I'm the, um, even without Julio Jones. Even without AJ Brown, they still had Mr. Henry. They still had King Henry. The Run the rock. Run the fucking rock. Run the rock.
1: I'm starting to sell them like crazy, man. I, I am done with the Titans. I mean, that, that
0: defense, man. I thought Bud Dupree was going to be the answer. Their defense can't stop he a fucking I, yeah. I know they can't stop a fucking nosebleed. They can't. And then Randy Bullock, Randy Bullock. There's a reason why you get passed around the league, man. It, it, I was texting back and forth with my girl too because we were watching it. I'm like, he's not. He's not automatic. He's not automatic don't d- oh, just, watch. Oh, just watch just oh, watch and then boom pushed it just like I called that one like if I put money on it he would have made it
1: so talk about some more success stories uh Justin Herbert goes 2-0 and versus the AFC West he looks like a bright shining light in his game against the Las Vegas Raiders on Monday Night Football has Herbert surpassed Mahomes as the next big time quarterback
0: let's take a second here and just kind of slow the roll just a little bit just a little Justin Herbert still has only been in 19 career games right and send him to Canton he's still 9 and 10 career as a starter okay let's just relax 5,500 yards, 67% completion, 40 career touchdowns. Impressive. They are impressive. Let's give him. Let's give him a little bit more time, because at this point, Mahomes has played 50 career games, and even then, that's still not that many games to make an assessment. And in those 50 career games, 40, 40 and 10. <laughs> That's Mahomes' record. Pretty close in terms of completion percentage, touchdowns. 128. You know, Mahomes balls out. A lot of that has to do with the fact that he is in Andy Reid's system. So if you put Justin Herbert in Andy Reid's system, it, it would the numbers would be off the charts. But I need to see more of Justin Herbert. I love Justin Herbert. This is not designed to be hatred. Of Justin Herbert. This is... like I've only seen 19 games. I need to see more. The league will catch up to him. As the league catches up to everybody. So, let's just... Maybe this is too rational. But... Ah, take a breath, people. Take.
1: I don't think he's passed Mahomes yet. But he's getting there. Um, he just looks like a pro... And he delivers darts all over the field. Um, he's got he runs a sophisticated offense, tall kid. I bet the Dolphins wish they had him over Tua. Um, three touchdowns in the first half, zero and you know, three no, no interceptions, no fumbles. This is like the worst nightmare because the Chiefs now have a lot of ground to make up, right? Because now yeah. the Chargers, three and one. Vegas three and one, Broncos three and one, Chiefs sitting there, I believe at two and two. Um,
0: There's a little so, bit of fool's gold there, though. If you're looking at the Raiders and you're looking at the Broncos, there is a little bit of element of fool's gold there because the first real—I mean, the Raiders—I a little bit because they—they beat some teams that had winning records last year. But if you look at the Broncos, it's the first real test they got, and they got—you know—and they lost. So we just got to keep an eye on. Like, how, how heavily we are rating these teams, for sure. Yeah, and then
1: on the other side of the field, you got Derek Carr, who's leading the league in passing yards. And uh, kind of fell apart in this game. I mean, they really never had a field. They couldn't get their run game going. And, <laughs> you know, they got Jacobs back, and he, he I don't know, he couldn't really get anything going. Rugs drew a pass interference down the field, but they really couldn't get a connection with any receiver. So you got Carr, Derek Carr, and Baker Mayfield are both looking for contract extensions. You know, who, who would you extend? How do you think this plays out?
0: I just can't get the quotes from Joey Bosa out of my mind. Huh. Just about Derek Carr. That, you just you be know, honest. Oh, I know! And this is the thing. I, we... We used to get candid quotes, right, before cliches ruled the day and you don't want to give your opponent bulletin poor material. But for Joey Bosa to be so honest of, Dave, of uh, Derek Carr that he would just turtle up and as soon as you hit him in the mouth, he's going to get shook, right? that gives you a little bit of pause. Yes, he is leading the league in passing yards, Overall, I would still rather have Baker Mayfield for the simple fact that it breaks down to this. Baker Mayfield is 26. Derek Carr is going to be 30, and he's had an issue with his back. Yes, he may want an extension. Derek Carr may play to earn an extension. But give me a healthy guy who's entering his prime in Baker Mayfield. That guy's a stud. Like he is more than he's proven. Like I used to think Baker Mayfield was a clown, but he has won me over with his play. And I think that he has more than lived up to the goods. And if I could if I could keep him maybe extend him 4 5 years at a reasonable cost. I can build around him some more, get some more players, and all of a sudden, my joke of a franchise for 20 years, the Cleveland Browns, we are now a model of stability. Cleveland! Cleveland! We a model of stability! What world are we living in? But yeah, I, the, the, I, I, yeah. but Baker Mayfield, definite, I would definitely go with Baker. Both are playing balls out right now. But that injury, the injury to his back, Carr's back, gives the pause. Yeah, I think
1: I think we know what Derek Carr is, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure I'm not sure what Baker could be, but I know what Derek Carr is, and I think you know Baker leaves a lot out there. I was watching, I was rewatching the game this past weekend. He Missed Odell on a bunch of passes, and uh, he made some foolish throws near the red zone. But I'm thinking he, he'll, he'll mature out of that. Um, I think both guys are going to get extended because the Browns do not want to start over. And I can't see John Gruding really wanting to start over. I mean, here's a guy who had a chance to really join any franchise over the last 10 years. I mean, when, when Peyton came back, he had a chance to go to Denver. When, you know... Josh McDaniels left at one point he could have went to New England like there were there are different times when he could have took quarterbacks you know when mm-hmm. when they were coming out of the draft and he, and he chose not to Andrew Luck Andrew Luck was going to Indianapolis he loved Andrew Luck he didn't want to become he didn't want to become the coach there so I can't imagine that he's going to want to start over with Derek Carr it's almost like he's married to so I think both guys get extended. The guy I'd really I'd rather extend though is Baker Mayfield just because I know what Derek Carr is and I don't know what Baker Mayfield could be.
0: That's true. I mean Baker mailing's Baker Mayfield ceiling is definitely higher. And if you're just looking at Carr's numbers, right? He's 14 games under 500 for his career. Gosh. Oh, whoop do. doo yeah, Eli Manning like is five hundred exactly five hundred for his career, but he's got the pelts on the wall. One hundred seventy-eight career touchdowns, seventy-four career picks, twenty-eight thousand two hundred yards. Decent, not great, decent. And then Field definitely—it's more on the come. You know, he already Baker Mayfield already has over twelve thousand yards. And he's three. I mean, he's only three games over five hundred for his career, but he's also playing for the Browns. Seventy-seven touchdowns, forty-five picks. Like that, that gap needs to widen in order for Baker Mayfield to kind of ascend to that superstar status. Like you said, some rec, sometimes you, he plays a little loose with the football, a little reckless. But if he can grow out of it and dare I say, become Josh Allen, like I think that would be. Right. Cleveland would be more than happy with that performance, but to push you on the Derek Carr thing, if Aaron Rodgers works a back channel to John Gruden and says, "I want to go to Vegas," right, you're casting Derek Carr side, aren't you? Even though he's what eight years younger than than uh, Derek Carr 100%. or um, Aaron Rodgers, okay. excuse me.
1: You got to you got to think of it this way: like what De- what Aaron Rodgers is about to do. You know, he's three years younger than Brady was when Brady did it. So you're going to get at least three or four years out of him when he comes there. Now, from what I gather, Aaron Rodgers, he's going to be a Packer next year. So John would have to trade a home to get him next year. But the year after that, he would be free to go wherever he wants. So it, it is a reason for... A team like Cleveland, a team like Pittsburgh, a team like the Broncos, and a team like the Raiders to say, well hold on, we're not gonna extend anybody, we're not gonna draft any quarterbacks, let's see how this plays out. Because Aaron Rodgers is gonna play for someone other than the Green Bay Packers in two years.
0: Yeah, and if you're Derek Carr. If you're only given a year extension, if we're if it's only like a, a one year wait and see approach, like how do you handle that? How are you how are you talking to your agent about that? It's like no, I want out of here. If they're not going to commit to me long term, like do you push them? Do you I mean, push I them to think, give you a long term offer?
1: I don't think there's a market for Derek Carr. I don't think people are like really want to have Derek Carr on their team. Maybe the maybe the Colts would, because they're in a situation where. You know Wentz isn't really working out so well, but I don't know a team that's gonna be like, oh yeah, we gotta bring him in. Like maybe the Texans, maybe. Like I don't.
0: Know I'm looking at that's... Miami. I'm looking at Miami right now.
1: With the way Miami's going, they're gonna have a top five, top ten pick again.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean they're definitely. I mean they're they're trending down, but at the same time, I I, I think don't Miami, know.
1: so I think Miami's kind of saying to themselves, we're gonna get to Sean Watson after this whole thing
0: blows over. But here's the thing, are they? Time. Because I read a report that Jeffrey Lurie okayed the, okayed the front office to make, be aggressive in acquiring Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I saw that too. He
1: better not because Jalen Hurts is my fantasy quarterback. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you can't help but smile when you see a balloon. Moving on to other headlines, Um, Urban Meyer came under fire the last couple of days because apparently after his team lost uh, in Cincinnati, he did not fly back with the team down to Jacksonville. He decided to attend a bar restaurant area where a woman danced in his crotch region (laughs) and took a picture. Thoughts, questions, comments, and concerns?
0: Oh, Urban. Oh, Coach Meyer. Not a good look for a man that preaches accountability and owning it. Well, he does own it. That was his bar and grill. So I'm sure he was drinking for free. But um, not a good look. Certainly not a good look. And while it is not the final nail in his coffin, it's definitely one of the final nails in his coffin. So if you believe what you hear, the scuttlebutt is... The locker room is all but gone. So, they're laughing at his apology. Shad Khan came out and said, you need to build the trust of the organization. You need to rebuild the trust of your players. It's only been four games, dude. (laughs) It's only been four games. And you're not squeaky clean to begin with because you tried to hire Chris Doyle. Like You... You so tried to. I mean,
1: this is strike two.
0: As far as I'm concerned, he's on an O2 count. He's on an O2. Now, this is the thing with Urban Meyer. We both know how savvy he is, right? That chest is going to start hurting. He's going to start missing his family. USC is going to come calling. But what uh, what disturbs me though is I'm looking at those pictures, and Urban Meyer looks fucking. Gone dude. He looks they, the lights are on but nobody's home. How much did he have to drink? And I wonder if that is another exit strategy Rehab I'm an addict. I'm just gonna we're just gonna like part ways I'm gonna do what I need to do, get healthy and get better
1: Yeah, I you know I I have more of a problem with him not flying back to Jacksonville with his team and then I really do with him having a woman grinding in front of him taking a picture I mean sometimes you don't have control over those situations a person says they want to take a picture with you you're in a bar and a restaurant setting you don't know what they're gonna do they're capable of anything and he doesn't realize that you know he, he wasn't smart and didn't realize that there's cameras around there's people taking pictures so, the, I, I, the, the one thing I will say is, I unfortunately, I do think he's lost his locker room. You know, you can't preach accountability and then not fly back with your team after you got beat by the Bengals. Nope. you, you got to be on that flight, dude. you got to head. This isn't college. How many times did you do this in college? Um, I, I don't know if the chest is going to start to hurt anytime soon, <laughs> but he needs to win. Uh, he needs to win. Uh, I do think he cares I think he does want to win there he does want to prove his worth in the NFL because this will really sh- I think this will really shit on his legacy as a coach um, so I think this I think I agree with you that he's on an O2 count right now and I think they're getting a little frustrated with him but the problem is is like if you're Jacksonville who are you gonna bring in
0: SHOTTY SHOTTY <laughs> It's already yeah. there, man! The next head coach is right there! Brian Schottenheimer! Oh, Come, on, Come, Come on, baby! Come on!
1: Come on, baby! <laughs> uh, so that's the problem. It's like, I, who do you bring in? Who, who's going to Who's gonna help Trevor Lawrence be a quarterback? Like, that was the whole point of bringing him there, is because you know he could do that. So, tough situation.
0: But, uh, but let's think about that for a second. Like, you're talking about developing quarterbacks. Like right. Urban Meyer's track record in college, who was his best quarterback? Alex Smith.
1: Well, no, he coached Tim Tebow, didn't
0: he? He did, but I mean, if you're yeah. looking at Tim Tebow compared to you know an actual functional quarterback, like college Tim Tebow and pro Tim Tebow are two different guys. I would say, I would argue that Alex Smith was probably the best of the bunch, and that was what, twenty years ago, Sounds fifteen like years ago. For next
1: week, hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, I. Yeah, I would I would I would go with Tim Tebow. I mean I understand what happened in the pros, but he was mismanaging the pros and he did well when he did play. I mean he people didn't wanna you know we're gonna talk about this actually in a in a segment later on, but people didn't wanna coach him to his strengths. They wanted to run their system and run their scheme and, and he really doesn't fit in like that. But
0: yeah. and as far know, as Ohio State quarterbacks like eh, you know, like Cardell Jones Rex- Jones he
1: had
0: Braxton Miller, too, right? That was another one yeah. of these guys. Yeah. Right. Right. He had what? Uh, uh, JT Barrett. Nothing to write home about. No. He's all, no. right. yeah. all right. Nah. All right. All right. All right. Looking to break into broadcast media, web development, social media marketing, or filmmaking? Then CSB is the program for you. From day one, you'll be trained hands-on by industry pros like friend of the show Rob Adams, whose goal is to get you trained and get you working in months, not years. CSB offers 8- and 16-week programs in small class sizes designed to give you the personalized attention you need. If you can make it in person, there are five East Coast locations. If you can't, they offer virtual classes too. How great is that? And once you graduate, you become part of the alumni network that gets you to the front of the line. Trust me, I'm going to love myself. Go to GoCSB.com today, request more info, set up a studio tour, and who knows, you may very well be on your way to a career in broadcast media. That's GoCSB.com and tell them Z sent you. GoCSB.com. The Fade Store presents the Alleged Superstar of the Week Award.
1: I don't know, are you ready for our, one of our most favorite segments? This The Alleged Superstar of the Week?
0: Are you prepare for that? I'm always ready for the Alleged Superstar oh. of the Week because we have lots of Alleged Superstars to choose from. And guys, remember... We're only giving you some options. There's always the honorable mention that you can put on the Twitter poll. So once we're done here, that Twitter poll is going up. Twitter is fade route DNZ. Vote early, vote often, and you can name the alleged superstar of the week. And are you ready? Do you know who last week's alleged superstar of the week was, D? No idea. Devin Williams. Oh, of the Milwaukee that was, Brewers. My guy. That was, that my was guy. your guy. He beat out your guy, Justin Fields, in a tiebreaker vote. It was so close that we had to have a tiebreaker vote because there can be only one. Like Highlander. There can be only one. <laughs> so joining, so join the illustrious Aaron Rodgers and Matt Ryan is Devin Williams of the Milwaukee Brewers. And who will it be this week? Who are your nominees, D?
1: All right, so my first nominee is Matt Nagy. Fired himself as offensive coordinator, Let the laser call the blaze, and then tried to take all the credit. Matt Nagy, you are a special alleged superstar. (laughs) Number two, Garrett Cole. Two innings, three runs, three strikeouts, four hits, and over $300 million. Garrett Cole, you are one of my alleged superstars of the week. And last, but certainly not least, Urban Meyer doesn't fly home with his team, gets a photo taken at a bar restaurant with a random woman dancing in his lap after a team loss. Urban Meyer, you are my alleged superstar of the week.
0: I think that those are all very good options. I'm just going to throw a few more, although I think I have a pretty good idea who's going to win this week based on the performances. But Ben Roethlisberger, 26-40, touchdown and a pick. Mediocre once again. Good job, Solid. Ben. Solid, Solidly man. mediocre. Solid. Matthew Stafford, twenty-six of forty-one, two touchdowns and a pick. The vaunted Rams offense goes down and goes down hard to the Cardinals. Dalvin Cook, Mister Cook, was not cooking in the kitchen this week. Nine carries for only thirty-four yards. Kirk Nine. Cousins, tw- twenty to thirty-eight, two hundred three. Yards 203 Daniel Jones got that. 402 Yeah, I'm pretty sure we could do that too. a touchdown and a pick Last but not least Stefan Gilmore getting traded to the Panthers for only a sixth-round pick mr. Former defensive player of the year former stud cornerback If you're that good, you probably should go higher than a sick You should be able to fetch more than a sixth-round pick Those are ours. A
1: 2023 six round pick. Not even next year's
0: draft. So, how the mighty have fallen, Mr. Gilmore. So, those are our picks. Check out the poll. Vote early. Vote (laughs) often. Do better, boys and girls. Do better better
1: avoid messy accidents get better stopping power with your brake pads callahan brake pads you never know when you'll be driving in the road and there will be a truck tire that you need to avoid and save your family callahan auto we really care about what's under your hood
0: Time to go Inside the Huddle.
1: Alright, we're introducing a new segment this week. It's called Inside the Huddle where we're going to debate a topic. We're going to get up on our soapbox, talk a little bit and uh, we'd love to hear what you have to say about it. So, the topic this week is, are offensive and defensive coordinators becoming obsolete? This question comes up because there. are are just no good coordinators out there anymore sure you have your Gus Bradleys your Vance Josephs your Josh McDaniels and your Joe Lombardi's but outside of a handful of guys most coordinators have schemes that can only be executed by certain talent and certain players Matt LaFleur was one of the OCs in LA and has had success with the Packers but they have Aaron Rodgers they have Adam Jones they got Devontae Adams Vic Fangio was a good D coordinator in Chicago with Kill, Leal, Mack, and company, but that success is not really translated to the Broncos. Can coordinators really put their imprint on teams? Defense requires discipline, but players today, they don't want to hear any of this crap. They don't want to be disciplined. They don't want to be told what to do. They don't want to be yelled and screamed at. Offense requires less discipline. But, well, offense requires discipline too. But offense can make up for their lack of discipline with skill, where defensive can't. So what say you on the offense and defensive coordinators becoming obsolete in the NFL today?
0: Well, besides the fact that your head coach is now are starting to kind of take brains like the Matt Nagy's of the world they had have, they have to have plays physically removed from their hands with the jaws of life because they cannot differentiate themselves like perfect example Rex Ryan Rex Ryan great defensive coordinator moved to the head coaching position still was the defensive coordinator. you need to be able to delegate as a head coach you're the CEO this is why Don Harbaugh is so effective because he can effectively delegate to his lieutenants. That is what works for him. Now, the way the coaching structures and orchards are constructed, that becomes problematic because you're not looking at one central coordinator. Now you're doing passing game coordinator and running game coordinator and defensive back coach and linebackers. And while it is important to have A differentiated skill position coach to teach these guys how to run the offense, to run the defense, to coach them up. You do need some semblance of leadership at the top. And it gets a little bit too alphabet soupy. It definitely it's becoming obsolete because you're diluting your coaching staff with more and more people. So if I'm the head coach, if I'm Matt Nagy, like I have to consult laser. Well, I should fire consult laser, laser. I, I, I he's gotta fire the lead he's gotta deploy the laser. I mean come on. Like he's the you only know, laser's the key to victory. You gotta fire the laser. But you have to consult laser. You have to consult the passing game coordinator. You have to consult the running game coordinator and then you four then have to... That's too many cooks in the kitchen. The It's becoming passe to have one centralized voice, but at the same time, you need to have a streamlined approach to this to where it becomes a fluid offense or a fluid defense. There's There needs to be some accountability. There needs to be some person... That is going to be the and for it and the head coach cannot be the head cannot be the offensive guru, but you're going to need to take that step away, but there's just too many things going on right now. So I think it's something that should continue and you should have more emphasis more so than breaking it down to such minute details and quality control coaches and all of these things just leave it to one guy and figure out, just figure it out because
1: but do you think players are going to allow for that special kind of coaching because really it requires discipline and respect i mean we see two coaches in the NFL right now, and Urban Meyer and Matt Nagy. I don't think their, I don't think the locker room respects them. I mean, I don't know what's going on in Jacksonville, but I'm sure Trevor Lawrence by this time is looking at Mike, Shaw, uh, Brian Schottenheimer, like, what did he just tell me to do? <laughs> Where's he going to throw the ball?
0: Shinobi mean, We're and what? <laughs> we're, why am I going to listen to you? I'm going to text Dabo. Like Dabo's going to text me the plays, but. Yeah, I, it, that's that's a little bit different in terms of creating the culture. Like the head coach definitely speaks to something greater, team culture, things like that. We, if you go all the way back to Tom Coughlin, right? Tom Coughlin almost lost his locker room. He needed to have a little bit of olive branch with the veterans. And to, from what I understand – Urban Meyer at least tried that or paid lip service to it. Ultimately, you do need to get buy-in from your players. And I don't know if having 87 coaches on your coaching staff is the way to do it. I'm not sure. I mean, because then you have, you know, Joe Blow, who's the specific quality control coach for your position, saying one thing. And then you have the offensive coordinator saying something else and then you have the head coach saying something else and it's too many mixed messages and you can definitely you know you can definitely lose the room with too much noise also you need to trust people's they want to move up the ladder like maybe like that's how adam Gase rose to prominence that's how adam Gase rose to power is the, is that what we want to do is that what we really want to talk about again but i think the Urban Meyer Matt Nagy thing. Matt, Matt Nagy's just incompetent. Like he got a job. He never called plays. <laughs> I don't understand. Guy. I don't understand how he got the job.
1: This but, is a but... guy who said that <laughs> the quarter the starting quarterback will be a game time decision on Sunday. I mean, how do you walk into the quarterback room after a hearing after saying something like that? Like, how does Andy Dalton just like look at it, look down at the floor, and be like, "Oh my gosh, I played for Cincinnati, but this is far worse, far worse."
0: I, honest to God, I I don't know, but the only time, to, the vision. only way uh, is some lungs over there, like the Chargers it's last like, year. Is
1: Nick Foles is like, "Get me out of here! I will play for anyone right now."
0: <laughs> t- send me back to Jackson. We'll go do that in a heartbeat. Like I will go back up, Zach Wilson. Like I will, I don't care. Like just please, please. But I, I, yeah. Offensive and defensive coordinators are becoming passe because head coaches usurp all the power of that position and just trying to minimize it. And everybody else is diluted underneath it. If you keep to a proper org chart and power structure. I think that kind of solves a lot of these problems because you'll have a uniformity of voice. Be like, guys would be a little bit more willing to accept that coaching because then you wouldn't have an Urban Meyer type situation where he's like, he's telling you to do one thing and then he's doing whatever the hell. So I think it's gone gone a little crazy and definitely needs to be streamlined a little bit more. Need a little inspiration in the kitchen? Want to try something new? Or maybe you just need a new YouTube cooking show to binge? Well, I have the answer for all three. As You Eat It, hosted by me, Z. I invite you into my home and show you methods designed to empower and inspire you in the kitchen. Cook how you want to cook, eat how you want to eat, eat as you eat it. That's as you eat it, available only on YouTube, AZ. You eat it, check it out, and let's get cooking. Let's run the option and give you our picks for the week. It is now time for the option for week five. Can you believe I have already? You can. <laughs> it feels can. every bit. I can
1: and I can and I can't wait for it. Actually, I'm really excited. Nice. It's been a good season so far. It's so far. I went ten and six, so I'm still staying above five hundred.
0: Yep, same. I was at ten and six. Rams did me in, and the Niners did me in. So the N- the NFC West really messed me up this past week. But we got a new week, a new slate of games, and we're starting Thursday with the NFC West ironically the Rams at the Seahawks who you got
1: yeah i'm taking the rams uh, i think it'll be a tough game but the rams have a nice schedule the rest of the way so i'm definitely keeping them as my fantasy football team <laughs> uh, defense my, my starting defense on my fantasy football team
0: <laughs> i don't blame you this is going to be this is tough for me especially at coming off of last week i'm going to go with the Seahawks Home field advantage, short week. Think they can? They'll pull it off. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday,
1: Sunday morning.
0: <laughs> That's right, is back baby. London is back. Jets at Falcons. Who you got?
1: I'm going to surprise you. I'm taking the J-E-T-S Jets at jet, sets. They can't win on their home turf, but they can sure as hell win in Europe. So I'm going to have them top in the Falcons.
0: It's not a surprise if we both pick them. So <laughs> there we go. I'm taking the Jets, too. That defense plays, man. Uh, that defense, they're, they're trying hard. Say what you will. And I know you do. But <laughs> I, I think you do and often. But know yep, they showed me something, and the Falcons haven't showed me enough. Sunday, 1 p.m. slate, Lions at Vikings. Oh, the
1: Lions, the Lions still go winless. I got the
0: Vikings. I thought you were going to take the Lions again. I was going to be like, no, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Didn't you learn from last week? I Damn certainly it. learned from last week. Damn it, man. Come on! We threw Detroit a bone, and this would happen. This is what happened. Uh, Vikings are going to take this one. Dalvin Cook's going to run all over them. Easy peasy. Saints at all team.
1: Yeah. So I think this is going to be a good game, uh, but I have to go with the Saints. I'm not really on the Tyler Heineke bandwagon here. Taylor Heineke bandwagon here.
0: Well. I think that the offense is playing. The offense is doing as well as it can do with Taylor Heineke on your center. The defense is a little overrated. Like the, the Montez Sweats and the Chase Youngs, what we thought was going to carry them. It's a little overrated. Definitely a little overrated. I'm going to take the Saints as well. Pats at Texans.
1: Oh, the, the, the Patriots better win this game. I'm taking the Patriots.
0: Bill Belichick against Davis Mills. Need I say more? Pats win big. The Battle of Florida. Dolphins at Bucks. This seems like a perfect
1: trap game, right? Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the Bucks, even though Tom does not play well in Miami.
0: I'm going to take the Bucks, too. Um, Fournette's going to have a day. And Brady's going to connect for a couple touchdowns with Antonio Brown.
1: Dolphins, are bucks awesome big.
0: Right now. Yeah, Dolphins are swirling. Dolphins are definitely swirling, and I don't think uh, I don't think Tua coming back is going to help them at all. Packers at uh,
1: Packers. Uh, I think it's a close one.
0: This is tough. This is. I mean, at the beginning of the year when we were doing our picks. For our division, if you could tell me that the pa- that the Bengals are going to be three and one, I would have told you you're full of shit. So that being said, Aaron Rodgers lights up the sky, and the the Packers are going to trounce the Bengals. Broncos at Steelers.
1: I'm taking the Steelers mainly because the Broncos are really banged up. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater might not be able to play. Uh, Melvin Gordon's hurt, so I'm taking the Steelers.
0: I'm going to go with the Broncos, riding the defense a little bit. Drew Lock, you just got to do just enough not to lose. Eagles that. at Panthers.
1: Eagles at the Panthers. I'm going with the
0: Panthers. This is a pretty easy one. The Eagles are trash. The Panthers are not. <laughs> Like, plain and simple, Sam Darnold, unleash the beast, man. Sam Good for Darnold. you.
1: Sam Darnold is one, two, three, four, five. He's top six in passing yards this year.
0: Trivia question for you. Who leads the NFL in rushing touchdowns?
1: Gee, I don't, know. I
0: don't even know. Sam, Sam, Sam Darnold. Darnold. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Darnold, yes. Awesome. So, you need to do is get rid of Adam Gase. And this all would (laughs) have gone this would have solved itself. That's all I'm saying. Titans at Jags.
1: Jags get their first win. And Urban Martin left dance afterwards. Jaguars. Titans are awful.
0: Titans are awful. Titans are awful, but they're better than the Jaguars. So I'm just I'm gonna roll with the Titans and Henry Black has lap <laughs> dances for everybody and Waffle House afterwards. 4 05. We are in afternoon slate, boys and girls. Browns at Chargers. This is a big one.
1: Uh, Chargers. Chargers. Another uh, a close game and a good game.
0: And just a little bit of breaking news Justin Turner just went yard to tie the game 1 1 in the bottom of the fourth inning. I'm going to go with the Browns, but in a close one. I'm thinking. Three points, but this is going to be the game of the week. Bears at Raiders.
1: Ah, uh, the Raiders get back on track. I uh, just think uh, it's a little too early for Mister Fields.
0: Over under one net yard. Over. <laughs> More yards than sacks. Oh,
1: oh, well, well, who's calling the plays? Is it Bill Lazor? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Over or under, he fires the laser. Oh, God. Uh, the Raiders have to have this one. They can't lose to the Bears. They can't. The Raiders have to have this one. Niners at Cardinals.
1: Cards. Uh, Jimmy G's hurt. He's probably going to try and play and get hurt again. Cards.
0: The Trey Lance error begins this week. But that doesn't mean anything because the Cardinals are rolling right now. Unstoppable. The last unbeaten team in the NFL. If you had the Cardinals, don't lie to me. Ugh, Giants of Cowboys.
1: Giants, man. I think they go into Jerry's world and win. They always do.
0: Pick this up is... Daniel
1: Jones on your fantasy team this week, boys and girls. He's number seven in the league in passing.
0: Oh, my. Okay. Well, for me, Saquon Barkley finally showed up. The real Saquon Barkley showed up last week. So that's something to be said. Ezekiel Elliott's it's hurt. He may not play, but they still have Tony Pollard, and that plays pretty well. I'm going to take the Cowboys. My heart is with the Giants. My head is with the Cowboys. And I'm hoping this is a little bit of Malayka. I'm, I'm hopefully, hopefully, I'm putting that kiss of death right on the Blue Star. Your Sunday night special, Bills at Chiefs.
1: Uh, bills. I have the Bills winning. I, I mean, they almost
0: beat them last time there. So, Bills. Bills are pitching shutouts, man. Like, that, that defense is rolling. I think it's, like, 118-21 to 21 yeah. in the last three games. Yeah. So, it's going to be closer. <laughs> Just because, you know, you're not facing sorry-ass teams. You're facing the Chiefs. But... I like the Bills here, too. I I think that it's going to be a shootout, and the Bills come out on top.
1: I got a lot of players in that game, too. I got Zach Moss. I got Tariq Hill. I got Travis Kelsey. Let's go.
0: Who's a bigger winner than you? Who's a bigger winner than you in that scenario? And Monday night. Ugh, Monday night. Colts at Ravens. This is a huge disappointment game based on what the Colts were supposed to be. (laughs)
1: Ravens, that defense, is playing well despite all the injuries. And I think it's a close game, though, because the Colts do play defense.
0: Colts do play defense, but Jacob Easton is finishing that game. (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm taking the Ravens, and it's not close.
1: All right. This has been the Fade Route with D and Z. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Catch our podcast Wednesday nights on Anchor, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Until next time, stay faded,
0: everybody. We'll talk to you next week. If you want to get on the action, we want to hear from you. Hit us up at Fade Route Podcast on IG, Fade Route Mail at gmail.com, or slide in our DMs at Twitter at Fade Route Questions, comments, picks, segment suggestions, you name it, we want to hear from you. Get at us, in crowd. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, rate us five stars, leave us a review, turn on subscription notifications, and tell your friends. Spread the word. Spread it wide.